It's the Judge John Hodgman podcast. I'm bailiff Jesse Thorne. This week, Crummer versus Crammer. Scott and Jennifer are a married couple who both admit they're kind of messy people at home. Scott makes piles of paper and clothes that are counterintuitive to the cleaning process, but he vacuums and wipes down counters and tables compulsively. Jennifer prefers to clean by organizing work files, bills, the kids' toys, and says her organization skills make her less of a slob. Who's the real slob here? Only one man can decide. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman enters the courtroom. But you see, in dealing with me, Scott and Jennifer didn't know they were dealing with a staunch character. And I tell you, if there's anything worse than dealing with a staunch judge, S-T-A-U-N-C-H, staunch, there's nothing worse, I'm telling you. I don't weaken no matter what. Jesse, swear them in. Please rise and raise your right hands. Do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help you God or whatever? I do. I do. Do you swear to abide by Judge John Hodgman's ruling, to, despite the fact that he has hired Sir James Dyson to clean his home? <laughs> I do. I do. Very well, Judge Hodgman. Of course, there shall be an immediate summary judgment if either one of you are able to name the piece of culture that I was paraphrasing as I walked into the courtroom. Jennifer? No. Okay. Scott? I do not. Pride and Prejudice? Uh, no. You are incorrect, sir. Yes. And Good guess, though. Good guess. Thanks. And would you please remove your microphone uh, from your mouth and beard? You are very close to that <laughs> microphone, sir. <laughs> How's that? That's much better. All right. <laughs> uh, I was quoting from uh, Judge John Hodgman, uh, courtroom favorite uh, documentary, Grey Gardens. Did you ever see the movie Grey Gardens, either of you? No. Okay. No. This is a, a movie that you must see uh, this weekend. It is about two women, uh, a mother and a daughter, oh. grown, who live in a house that is a mess. <laughs> a terrible mess. Uh, what is it, Grey Gardens? Grey Gardens, G-R-E-Y space G-A-R-D-E-N-S. I'm very glad that you guys did not win a summary judgment because that happened last week and it really threw me off. I'm get, <laughs> I have to get much more obscure in my, in my summary judgments. Uh, and I'm just going to cut to it now. Normally I would talk to you guys for a little bit about uh, things and then ask you about your evidence, but I'm going to skip to the evidence right away because I think it is absolutely pertinent your house is a mess, guys. You send in some pictures of your house, and it yes. looks—it really looks terrible in there. I'm just going to say right now. <laughs> and on, that's let's... moderate. That's not even like that's not even the worst that it's been. Let me describe to the humans listening at home, or in their cars, or on the subway, or while paragliding at this very moment. First of all, paragliders, uh, turn off the podcast. All right, you got to concentrate on paragliding safely. Um, your house is a, is a wreck. You obviously have uh, a, a, you've put a number of photographs here into even even this word document that you have dropped photographs into is a mess. Sorry, guys. That's all, Jen. This is, sorry, it Jen. wasn't a mess when I put it together. What's messy about it? Well, first of all, your photos are very small, and many of them are out of focus, and you have put them inelegantly into some kind of word. <laughs> <laughs> words, uh, a table that you've put together. I just look. You may not want to hear this about your home or your uh, or your uh, your word uh, processing photo sharing skills, 
But in a, in a world where there are lots of sophisticated ways of sharing photographs, uh, this one is bringing me right back to 1999. I, I think I would agree with that. Okay. Jen, you have provided us with a document that looks like you created it in Windows for Work Groups. Um, and, and, you know, it's, essentially what I'm looking at is a, a Word document that looks like a crazy quilt <laughs> of a bunch of different tiny photos. I was and trying like, to say much, paper. No, I understand. But you understand that uh, this screen is not paper. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that Jennifer <laughs> thinks that the Internet works by someone who printing something out, delivering it to someone who then feeds it into your computer. Yeah. Oh, don't you think it's easier to work from like looking through, you know, you can flip through paper and look and see and, you yes. know, write notes. Well, in this case, you're right. Yeah, in 1999. I, yeah, right? Je- Jesse received the email. He printed it out and then faxed it to my office across town. And then I had it uh, uh, bike messengered to me on double rush speed. <laughs> so that I'm now unfurling the thermal paper now to look at this, uh, this, this portrait of, of, uh, of uh, disorder that is in your home. And indeed, all these little pictures have the same effect of looking at even one picture. It's almost fractal-like in its messiness. Because I look at one picture, and there's so much stuff around on the... Uh, like, so there's a picture uh, of your living room. And, uh, and there's so much stuff on the floor and on the couch. And, and there's a dog in the middle of the floor. It's hard <laughs> for the brain to even process uh, everything that I'm seeing. So let me ask you a question. Do I see you sitting on the couch there? That's Jen, not me. Yeah, that's what I mean, Jennifer. That's what I'm talking. Am about. I on the couch in there? Yes. Oh, yes. In that yeah, picture. you can't even see yourself. You're lost amidst a sea of of uh, of hampers and and children's toys, and I think there's a wild dog running through the room, and I'm very nervous. It's too small for me to see, but I'm very nervous that what I'm seeing on the uh, on the uh, on the on the shelves over to the right of the living room is might be a ventriloquist dummy. <laughs> is that- oh, is- Louie in there? <laughs> no, it is. That's, that's Louie. What is Louie? Louie is Scott's ventriloquist dummy from no. when he was a little kid. I honestly, I just want to get some credit from the podcast listening audience. I'm going to put this thing up on the internet, and you can take a look at it. And I can barely make out uh, the terrifying smudge that is in the upper right hand <laughs> quadrant of this photo. And I and I made a guess. I made a stab at ventriloquist dummy. Um, but I guess there's just something inherently uh, creepy about ventriloquist dummy that hits the brain just the right way so that I could actually make out what that was. That is a ventriloquist dummy, really? It might be. I don't know. I don't have the pictures in front of me. Okay. If I were going to characterize what we're seeing in these photographs, it's sort of like a nightmare version of, a, of an indoor paintball course. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Uh, Scott, Scott, is this really a ventriloquist? Do you have a ventriloquist dummy in your home? I do have a ventriloquist dummy in my home. Are you talking about the, not our son standing at the window? Is your son the ventriloquist dummy? Do you have a ventriloquist <laughs> dummy that you call your son? No, no, we actually okay. have a ventriloquist dummy. Okay, but it's not in that photo? Uh, I'm not sure. I think it's our son yeah, so that I you're think, talking about. I think you're beginning because yeah, I don't I, remember I, seeing the dummy in the in the pictures. But right. I, you okay. know, I think you're I beginning know. to get a sense, okay, of, <laughs> of the utter chaos that your lives are. The photo is so small that I, it does seem like he's wearing a tuxedo or something. It's just very hard. Oh, is he wearing that? <laughs> he's wearing the tuxedo pajamas. <laughs> they have an answer for everything in this nightmare pile. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I will have order. I will have order. Now, 
I don't want to hear any more about your son dressing up like a ventriloquist dummy in tuxedo pajamas. So how old is your son? He's 20 months. Okay. So a lot of toys on the floor, a lot of... Then in the dining room, it seems like every, every surface is covered with... It looks like arts and crafts materials, stuff. stuff. And there's like an empty, there's an empty drink cup there. And then at the breakfast bar, Scott's work area, Scott, I don't know. It just seems to have a random pile in the, in the kitchen. I think you have accidentally left some linoleum lying around on the floor or is that your flooring? Uh, I think that's the flooring, (laughs) but yeah, the one, the the, green stuff is our floor. um, Well, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, I know we are. And then the thing that really captures my attention is in the dining room, uh, there, in the middle of the hardwood floor, there's just one single pink flip-flop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, stop, right? Oh, is that your ventriloquist dummy? That's my daughter. Scott, Scott, that was, Scott, that was amazing. I could say it sounded like it was coming from Jennifer's Skype line. Years of practice. Wow. Okay. So where is the other flip-flop, guys? Do you know? Probably in the kitchen, around Probably the corner the from the... Um, is, this a, is, this a jo- is this a joke? Is this a situation where... Do you guys... I presume you guys watch uh, Property Brothers on HGTV, right? Oh, you yes. love it. Oh, yeah. You know that one, right? So yeah. So it's, it's the one where the Canadian Neanderthal brothers with the big eyebrows <laughs> uh, get together and try to convince people to buy junky homes that they then renovate into, uh, into, uh, into an Ikea catalog. And... Have you ever noticed on that show when the, the people are going in to look at the junkie home, like it's, it's, been, it's been dressed to look even junkier? So like they'll have a, a, a smashed chandelier in the middle of the living room floor or like a weird, or like a weird old window screen or like a dead body or something. They're like, oh. Do you think they do that on purpose? Oh, yeah. You don't, you don't know about the illusion of Canadian real estate television? <laughs> you haven't heard. No. You didn't read. You didn't read the other week about the great house hunters fraud of uh, 2012. Uh, yeah, no, well, I heard so, about it. But you're not dressing. You did not dress up these photos to look to look like uh, like as Jesse Thorne would say, a Property Brothers style nightmare pile, right? <laughs> this is what this is the way it goes. That is how we live. Okay. That so is. what? And actually, we were kind of sad. Be- not sad, but we're we're getting we're trying well, to move. So the house. We've been trying to keep it a little bit cleaner, and the actual real um, mess that you would you, that we typically live in it, it, that's not representative of, of it. So this pictures. is the, this is the cleaned up area. Well, no, no, it's not clean. Okay. That's just moderate. It's right. kind of moderate. Okay, so Jennifer, level. Jennifer, yes. can I ask you a question? Do you yes. have a brother or sister who's addicted to methamphetamines and has been <laughs> staying in your house, turning it upside down, looking for copper? No, no, I don't. All right. So you got you have you you want to sell this home. So there's a real there's a real uh, uh, motivation at this point to get uh, your lives in some semblance of order. You have absolutely. Two, uh, you have two children, a dog and a ventriloquist dummy, and a cat. We have two dogs and a cat. Okay, you have two dogs and a cat. So your your lives are a little bit overwhelming. What do you do for a living, Jennifer? I'm a school psychologist. Okay. I'm a teacher. Uh, okay, Scott, just wait till I ask you, okay? <laughs> yes, sir. Scott, are you a teacher yes. by any chance? What a guess, I am. I told you, I, I get to know people pretty well. 
So, uh, and so you're, you're not working at home too much, or are you doing a lot of work? You're grading papers at home, and you, and you do have work areas at home and that sort of thing? Who yeah, I try to, to avoid it. Okay. Oh. And you don't, uh, and because you're a school psychologist and a teacher, I presume um, you are desperately poor and cannot hire someone to help you uh, pick up after yourselves. Is that correct, Jennifer? I mean, I hate to that's put you on the cor- spot, but th- that's what's going oh, on. That's, right? that's correct. Yeah. So you're busy and you can't clean up this house properly. Would that, would that be the problem or is there more to it than that, Jennifer? I think we're just, we're both kind of messy. However, the, the whole impetus for the letter was that I frequently comment on the fact that I think Scott is a bit messier. And I think that his natural inclination is to be messier, whereas mine is to, to organize. Have you ever heard the, at least the, try to organize. Have you ever heard the parable from uh, the biblical parable, those who live in garbage houses should not throw garbage? <laughs> Um, I've heard something similar to that. <laughs> Why are you throwing up crumpled up pieces of paper and ventriloquist dummies at your husband? <laughs> when, clearly, when clearly you share some of the blame. Is that not true, Jennifer? Well, it's true. Right. I'm accepting some of the blame. How are you neater than Scott? Did you look at the evidence? The tiny pictures? Can I... you see my shelving units? Okay, I see shelving units, but I see that you have difficulty accessing the shelving units because of all of the toys and stuff piled up in front of the shelving units. Right. Okay. Things get piled up and on the organizational systems that I've put into place. Tell me about your organizational um, systems. Because well, the, honestly, this, here's a really good example. This, ask me to look at this photograph of an incredibly messy room and saying, do you see here way in the background a single two-level shelf system? That's not going to convince me that you're... What that you're, two level? No, look at the closets. Every closet has a whole big closet organizer in it. Our I, pantry. I can't, I can't see any closets because everything is covered up with used Tupperware <laughs> containers and empty and, and like weird spray bottles and, and toys and stuff. Well, how about, look at, you see the laundry bin? And there was that laundry bin with the three, with the three um, bags and it's labeled um, hot, cold and whites where and that's where so are that we, we looking can, here where, maybe i'm not seeing this maybe this maybe you maybe maybe this maybe maybe the evidence that you how sent many pages hidden. do you have there oh god oh my god <laughs> <laughs> i don't see that picture either whoa i didn't what? but it is true she does have a laundry bin with three different baskets with okay. clear labels okay originally made by a label maker i believe okay and I see now that there's and a what second, always ends up what always ends up on top of the laundry basket, Scott. I I throw my pillow. We have two pillows each on the bed, and I take the extra pillow which I don't need when I sleep, and I throw it on top of the laundry bin, and then why on earth I don't do put that, it back Scott? on the bed, why and then because I don't want it on the floor. We got dogs. I don't want it covered in dog hair, so uh-huh. I throw it on top of the laundry bin for the evening or for the night, and then I don't always but take it, stays it back, there. and oh, sometimes. Yeah throw laundry on top of the pillow on top of the baskets. Uh, So the laundry doesn't get into the baskets because it's on top of the pillow that's on top of the basket. So you're storing the pillow. I'm having a difficulty understanding this. And Jen, just uh, uh, maintain maintain radio silence for a moment while I I, I tear apart Scott right in front of you. Scott. (laughs) Yes, sir. So I I don't understand. What, What are you doing with the pillow? We, you know how you have two pillows each on the bed? Okay. I don't need one. When I only need one when I sleep, so I don't want to throw the extra pillow on the floor. 
So I would throw it on top of the laundry basket, which is near my side of the bed, so it doesn't get covered in dog hair. I would throw it on top of my dresser, but my dresser is usually already piled what high. What size with bed do you have? Clothing. What size bed? Uh, I don't want to know too much about your intimate affairs, but I need to ask these questions. I'm sorry. What size bed do you queen have? Queen size bed. A queen size bed that's not big enough. We need a king size? Yes, you do. You have two, that's why we're you trying have two to children move. and two dogs and two cats. How many yeah, cats do you have, Yeah, but that's way to keep them out of the Excuse bed. me, I will have order. I know. <laughs> How many pets do you have, Jennifer? How many cats? We have one cat now. What is the cat? We had two, but did you one lo- recently did you, passed. Did you lose one? Did it, was it crushed under a pumpkin in your, <laughs> in your, in your, in your no. mudroom? No. What, was, what is your no. cat's name? Monty. What, is your, what are your dogs' names? Winnie and Rupert. What kind of dogs are they? Winnie is a chocolate lab, and Rupert is an American bulldog. These That's are, the wild dog that you see in the middle of that picture. These are big dogs. Where do you live? Outside of Philadelphia. Yeah. Outside of Philadelphia, where specifically? I don't need your address. I just need to know. Is this a suburb, or do you have, these dogs have room to run around in? Oh, yeah. We have a big backyard. You have a big backyard? Okay. Do you have black sheets on your bed, by the way? <laughs> no. Okay. I think there's a correlation between people who have like dark colored sheets on their bed and messiness. Really? That's just been my personal observation over time. I'm going to get a lot of letters about that. All right. So, Jennifer, you feel that you're fighting against a tide of insane pillow tossing messiness on behalf of Scott. Scott, what are you doing right that Jennifer is doing wrong? Uh, I clean with spray bottles and paper towels and vacuums and do the spray bottles have anything in them yes or yeah, are you just spraying I, spraying I actually I actually clean things air. okay you actually clean things tell me tell me what you clean uh I vacuum the dog hair mm-hmm. not as often as I should but Jen can probably count on both hands how the number often? of times she's how used often? the vacuum since we moved in the house. Okay, do you know what? <laughs> Keep the invective to a minimum. I'm asking you a specific question. How often do you vacuum? Once a week, uh, twice a week, once a month, once a year? What are we talking about here? What are you taking All of those for are here? probably accurate. Maybe once a month. All of them cannot yeah. be accurate. It's probably like once a month. Jennifer? And it depends Jennifer, on who's coming over. If somebody's... Oh. Excuse me for a moment. I'm trying to help them. No, don't help him. This is an oh, adversarial right. situation. Excuse me. But he does. If I'm, going to have, if I'm going to have spouses on this show, I'm going to make sure that they hate one another. <laughs> that, is my, that is my one promise to the listener. If this is going to be the marriage ref, I will make sure that you hate one another. Scott? Okay. Yes, sir. I know you guys don't hate each other. We don't. Do you, do you have a routine for vacuuming? Or as Jennifer seems to be suggesting, it's, it's prompted by... Uh, whenever, uh, whenever another human uh, comes by, you have to pretend to be relatively normal. Right. Yeah. It's it's more for show. It's emergency. It's emergency vacuuming. Yes. Okay, but so the you, kitchen, I clean. You tell me about the even kitchen. if we're not having company. What is it? What is what does cleaning the kitchen mean to you? I empty the dishwasher. I load the dishwasher. Mm-hmm. I take everything off the counter and spray the counter down and wipe it down and mm-hmm. put the shine on the stove top and. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Sometimes I sweep. And sometimes you sweep. And why is this not sufficient, Jennifer? What, what is the problem with this, I think, reasonable effort that Scott is making? No, I don't have a problem with his effort. He does the cleaning. Mm-hmm. Where is the My dispute? issue is the piling. 
Okay. And like the taking stuff out and not putting it back. So would you say that for all of the piling that I am seeing, so now I've gone on to the second page of, of tiny unfocused photographs that you sent me. <laughs> and, I, and I do see a pantry that seems to have been nicely organized by you. Yes. It says, don't ask where the doors are. Why not? Where are the doors? We took them off when we moved in because they were sliders and you can only see half the closet at a time. Mm-hmm. And then Jen ordered new closet doors, um, but she measured incorrectly and the closet doors were too big for the space. So I had them cut down and they broke. And then about four years later, when we decided we were going to start showing the house to the public, I had custom made doors to to cover and are they covered up now they are covered up now how long did that project take from start to finish from the dismantling of the pantry doors to the final actual repairing of the pantry doors seven years years. six to seven years (laughs) yes life gets away from you in this house doesn't it i kind of like the i don't like the closet doors on i like to be able to see everything okay you see you see what i'm dealing with (laughs) <laughs> uh, no. I, I really do. I, I, you know what, Jennifer? I agree with you. Yes. I like an ah. open kitchen. I like to be able to see what's there. Because that way you are able to see what you are running out of and you can shop smartly. And you can't hide. Exactly. You can't hide food so that it can rot away. Right. But it do you requ- want to buy our house? No. <laughs> no but closet re- door? No. no believe, believe me. And after <laughs> I put these pictures on the internet, no one will. I would say that uh, the, 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 the challenge of having an open plan pantry like you have is that it's got to be kept neat all the time. So well, yeah, is, that is the challenge. Is this picture representative of how, of how it is? I think so. Yeah. And what, about, uh, and what about these? So I see these piles. I see Scott, this dresser here. You've got a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven drawer tall boy dresser. And you seem to have draped it with a thousand pairs of jeans and T-shirts. <laughs> How are you doing what, what, is, what I'm seeing here is impossible. Do you have hooks on the side of your dresser? I have hooks on the sides of the dresser so oh I can hang things up and put them back on without having to fold them. What, do you not have a closet? Um, it, not much of a closet, no. Uh, why, that sounds very sad. Do you share a closet <laughs> with your wife? We do now share a closet because all my clothes were in the basement until... We started showing the house, and we didn't want people to okay. say, why are all these clothes in the basement? Okay. So, Jen, if I were to – so, essentially, what, what, are you, what are you bringing this case for? Do you want me to in- instruct your husband to stop putting pillows where they don't belong? Scott wrote the letter. So okay. He, okay, then, then, um, but, then be no, quiet. But, Scott? <laughs> yes, sir. Why are you inviting abuse by me? Upon you, what do you hope to gain from this? Most importantly, I would like a final judgment that makes it clear that despite my tendency to pile, that the fact that I clean the kitchen and I vacuum the floors and the stairs and clean the bathtub before the kids take a bath, those things outweigh my tendency to pile. So you so feel Jen you is have, actually the messier. You have a rep. No, you have no. a rep. Excuse me, Jen. You, you feel that you unfairly have a reputation as being a messy person? Because the worst thing that you do is that you, instead of putting your clothes away, you throw them at your dresser? Uh, yeah, and I have a tendency not to put things back oh, okay. where they were. 
or put things down. Are you the solely? Are you the oh, sorry, sorry? Go ahead. You put things down because why? There's a surface available to put them on, mm-hmm. and then I forget about them. Mm-hmm. And are you the one who is primarily guilty of doing this? I think it's equal, but Jen thinks that I have a greater tendency for these types of behaviors. Jen, do you have hooks on your dresser? No, I do not. What do you do with your extra pillow when you're sleeping? I use it. You use both pillows, okay. I do, um, yes. When you, do you put your clothes away at night? N- no, not always. What do you do with them? <laughs> uh, put them on top of my dresser. Put them on top of your dresser. It sounds familiar, doesn't it? It does. Interesting. Jen, let me bring your attention to the corner of the dining room table, Jen's work area. Yeah, that's all I got right there. That's all you got? That's, okay. that's my corner. So I can recognize, I recognize a, a yellow legal pad. And mm-hmm. then it just seems like a, a crumpled up pieces of transparent <laughs> sheet plastic and an empty uh, model uh, airplane box. Or what, what's going on? What's, what's, what else uh, is on this pro- table? I think it's a Lego box. Okay, because I don't want to hold you guys. There are a lot of toys around, and I can't hold you responsible right. for toys uh, because your children. You have a twenty-month-old son. You have uh, right. a, a daughter who is what age? May I ask? Five. Five years old. Okay. Yes. So they're they're uh, they're monsters, right? They are they're, they're utterly <laughs> yeah. They make a mess. Yeah, they make a huge mess. <laughs> you have a ventriloquist <laughs> dummy that I suspect probably comes to life at night. <laughs> Uh, and turns into our son. Uh, and, and creates even more of a mess for you. Um, so, you know, what I'm seeing around here is uh, a, 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 a huge amount of mess that is caused by children. But then Scott's work area, I see a lot of just papers and bills. And he's, he's copped to just letting, letting things lay around. Are you willing to make the same confession or do you say that that is not true about you? No, I do. But I, but I, <laughs> I blame him. I say it's kind of contagious because when the stuff's all over the place... Mm-hmm. Well, it's just easier to just leave the stuff all over the place. Right, as an expression of contempt for your husband's bad, uh, bad cleaning up habits. <laughs> that will show no, him, just... right? If he wants to be a slob, I can, t- I can double him and see how he feels. How many, how yeah. many rooms are in your home? Seven? I don't know, how many, how many bedrooms do you have? Oh, um, three. Three that we use as bedrooms. Uh, okay, and do you have a full basement? Oh, well, it's a, it's kind of a raised ranch, a bi-level. So there's a downstairs, but it's, that's like our den TV room uh, and, and the laundry rooms down there. Oh, okay. And then there's another room that's was half Scott's closet for a while, but is now the playroom. Uh-huh. And is that, is that full from top to bottom with, uh, uh empty candy wrappers that you're saving? <laughs> no. Are you guys hoarders? No. no, we're not hoarders. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. We're just messy. Tylers. Do you have too much? Do you have too much stuff? Oh yeah, you do. Okay, we do. Scott, do you have too much stuff? Do you agree? We do. What would you say you have too much of? Toys. Well, we had. First of all, get rid of all too the many toys. toys yeah. Too much furniture. Mm-hmm. Too many clothes. Um, too many I don't cups. think we have. We too filled many an clothes. entire pod in preparation for showing our house, and we really haven't missed anything in the entire pod. In like three months, and uh, and uh, your house does it? How does it feel now? Now that you're getting ready to show it, it's it's much cleaner. It's much more spacious. Mm-hmm. But it's not as homey. I don't think. Oh, interesting. Jen likes the mess. I don't like the mess, but whoa. Do you <laughs> like the, do you like the mess, Jen? No. 
it makes me crazy. Like, I feel like I can't breathe when it's so, really messy. <laughs> it's like everything's all around you. Right. So when it's, so when it's really messy, uh, you, you feel like the world is closing in on you and you have a catastrophic panic attack. Uh, when it is relatively clean, uh, you miss it and you feel like it is not homey enough. Are you capable of feeling happiness in either situation? <laughs> I think so. Okay. I think I can feel happiness in both situations. Mm-hmm. Okay. I just want Scott to put his stuff away. <laughs> just put it away. You take it out. And the, but the thing is, I don't like to complain because he's usually doing stuff with the kids. Like he'll bring out a whole bunch of books to read. But then they go do something else and the books are still left all over the couch. Is that true, Scott? Or he'll... That is true. Okay. Or he brings up a bin from the toy room of like train tracks or Legos, and they put them, they open them all up, and they play, and then they go and do something else, and it's all still out there. There's like a bin in that one picture. There's a bin of train tracks in the middle of the kitchen. All right, I, I think I know everything that I need to know in order to make my decision. I'm going to put on my gigantic Canadian eyebrows and go into chambers and turn myself into my own identical twin, and I will come out in Property Brothers, you guys, to uh, success and happiness in your life. All right. Stand Please by. rise as Judge John Hodgman exits the courtroom. Jennifer, yes. how are you feeling about your chances? I mean, we know now that you are capable of happiness. I feel pretty good about my chances. Is there some state that you think would be a good state for your home to be in? It's an ambiguous question. I'm going to take that as a no. Scott, how are you feeling about your chances? Uh, I think I got it. Wow, that's very confident of you. Yes. I didn't even get to tell him about how when I'm finished cleaning the kitchen, Jen will then put a dirty dish that she finished (laughs) eating just on the perfectly clean counter when the dishwasher is empty and the sink is empty. Because she doesn't like dishes in the sink, she says. He's already ruling, Scott. See? Please rise as Judge John Hodgman re-enters the courtroom. You know, one thought I had while I was in Chambers, um, I, I just had a feeling. Scott, is it the case that sometimes uh, you clean up the kitchen and then Jen does something that you don't like? <laughs> that does happen. And what is it that happens exactly? She puts dirty plates on the ca- perfectly clean counter with an empty sink and an empty dishwasher. I don't know if the dishwasher is empty or not. Is, uh, and of course, she there's, doesn't no, open there's it. no way to find out. Yeah, no, there is no, no it's, way. It's like it's yeah, it's like a Schrodinger's cat box. <laughs> it's simply it could be impossible until until you open it. It could be full or empty, and so why why bother? Exactly. Mm, is that true, Jen? Because this is this is interesting. You know, Scott, I really wish you had led with this rather than uh, waste my time trying to force information on me <laughs> uh, about uh, about uh, your being a teacher. Uh, what? What, uh, why do you do that, Jen? Because that's Scott's area of cleaning, and <laughs> that's what he's taking responsibility for. So I just I put the dish there. I don't like to put it in the sink. I don't All like right. the sink to be full. All right, look. Put it right on the counter. Uh, this, you are a very angry person, and I understand me? why you are. <laughs> Who's I, angry, me? You are. Of course. Oh. Of course you are. <clears throat> yes. Because your husband is leaving... Piles of stuff all over the place, and he is improperly storing his pillows. And his uh, his uh, dresser looks like something out of Kevin Spacey's apartment in the movie Seven. Nice. It is it is a portrait of insanity. <laughs> and I think that that is something that would drive me crazy too, Jen. It would drive me to distraction. 
I hear you. And it is very frustrating. I am, yes, I, I speak from, from some small amount of experience. When you are faced uh, with someone who values basic um, sort of hygienic cleanliness over tidiness. Now, would it, would it be fair to say that you value tidiness and, Scott, you value uh, wiping down a counter? Do you know what I'm saying? Overall tidiness yes. versus hygienic cleaning. Would you yes. agree? Yeah, that's, that's the yes. Right. And now you are in a position, Jen, where you live with such frustration and resentment uh, that you are acting out in strange ways by not taking even the most rational steps to keep your house clean in order to prove to Scott what a slob he is. You are ceding the kitchen to him and out of spite not putting your dishes away. Is that not true? That might be true. I know. It's hard to, a question to answer when someone says, is that not true? Because you don't know whether to say yes or no. But I'm telling you, it is not not true. So it is yeah. not not true. So it's true. This is a psychological burden that is weighing on both of you, and it has to stop. It absolutely has to stop. There are reasons for it, uh, which I, I think are completely understandable, which is that you have, uh, you have small children, you have, a, you have a possessed dummy, you have two, uh, two dogs and a cat, which exist solely to, uh, to put uh, its uh, uh, body matter all over your home without your asking. Uh, those, those creatures, uh, that's what they do. They're very lovable. I'm sure they're members of your family. But um, it, it is hard. It is hard to keep up, particularly if, uh, if you have a staff of zero uh, and absolute zero help. So you need to take extreme measures, both of you. That pod that you have filled up should be thrown over a cliff. <laughs> No. Are you moving to a larger house? Hopefully. Um, Ideally. Hopefully. Are you moving to a larger house in order to contain junk? Because mm. you live in a three-bedroom house, and that's going to, you know, with, with a, a bunch of animals. You, you do need a little bit more room. But I don't want to hear that you're moving to another house because you've got too much furniture or you've got too much stuff. No. No, we're moving to a different location. A different location. That okay, we would great. prefer. Okay. This is your opportunity to pare down dramatically what you have in your, in your lives. And whether or not you throw that pod over, uh, I do think that just looking at the clearance between dining room table and, uh, and other furniture in the dining room, looking at the clearance between coffee table and sofa in the living room, um, the, uh, the, the stacks are, uh, the piles are a problem, but they're piled on tops of things that are uh, a furniture that are too close to one another. I think you guys are just crowded in by your stuff. And then I think you need to, uh, to start paring down stuff to some degree as well. And then, I got to tell you, Scott, you got to start picking up after yourself. Because you're making a mess. And you are not only making a mess, but you are modeling a mess for your children. But I think you will see. And here's why I always argue on the side of tidiness, even over cleanliness, although you need to have both. A t- a, an untidy situation... Uh, is uh, psychologically uh, unbearable for humans over a long period of time, in my opinion. And you see the evidence before you in your wife who is perversely and needlessly making more mess in a house that she wants to be clean, only to, uh, to spite you and your, uh, and your uh, modest contributions to a clean kitchen. So, Scott, I'm finding in favor of your wife 
No. Yes. Uh, <laughs> cleaning up, cleaning up the kitchen is valued work, but you are essentially telling me uh, that uh, I should be praising you for brushing your teeth twice a day, which I presume you do. It's just something that has to happen. It's not like you get credits for that. Um, you, uh, but Scott, I, I find in favor of uh, Jen. You need to start picking up your stuff. You must get rid of hooks on the side of your dresser. That is an abomination. Hanging things belong in a closet. Folded things belong in a dresser. Laundry belongs in a hamper without pillows. You've got to get those things into those places before you get into bed. I am se- uh, you need to get a king-size bed when you move into this other house so you can put the pillows in the middle and not have to worry oh. about putting them on the floor. Uh, or into a or into a hamper, and if you can't find a place on the bed, and that's not comfortable for you, you got to find a shelf or something to put those things on, because you cannot put pillows in the hamper. Uh, that is weird. Uh, but I do recommend highly that you get a king side bed. If you have two kids and a dummy that's wandering around the house in the middle of the night, uh, you are going to need extra space in that bed. And you have forty-seven cats or whatever it is too. Uh, and so, uh, do you understand what I'm saying to you, Scott? You gotta, t- I, I gotta do. neaten up your act. Neaten up your act. I will try. Okay. And that stuff about vacuuming and everything else, that's gotta be, uh, I'm not suggesting that cleanliness of that kind is not important or less important than tidiness. It is important, but it's so important that it has to be automatic. In other words, you do not, uh, you do not, uh, vacuum the house uh, in order to make yourself seem normal to other humans who might visit, you have to do it on a regular routine in order to just get it done. And Jen, you have to share in that because you guys have to do this together. Uh, yes, I okay? agree. And I would say that organizational projects, Jen? Yes. You know, what you don't need are projects. What you need is just to clean the stuff up. So do not waste your time coming up with schemes for getting things organized. Get rid of things. Put things away. If, they, if there isn't a place for the thing that you have to put away, then you don't need that thing or you shouldn't have it. This is the sound of a gavel. Judge John Hodgman rules. That is all. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman exits the courtroom. Scott, you were brash when I spoke with you before the ruling. How are you feeling now? Uh, humbled. Do you think you can do this? I will try. Yes, I can do this. Jennifer, do you believe Scott? I think he'll try. I don't. But, I don't believe you know, him at this all. This goes back to my big, my main, like my main argument was. I just think that's just how he's built. It's just kind of genetic. This <laughs> is going to be a piler. Jennifer Scott, thanks for joining us on the Judge John Hodgman podcast. Thank you. Thank you. You're listening to Judge John Hodgman. I'm bailiff Jesse Thorne. Of course, the Judge John Hodgman podcast always brought to you by you, the members of MaximumFun.org. Thanks to everybody who's gone to MaximumFun.org slash join, and you can join them by going to MaximumFun.org slash join.
The Judge John Hodgman podcast is also brought to you this week by Aura Frames. Hey, Mother's Day is coming up. Do you have a mom in your life that you'd like to celebrate? There are very few better ways than giving an Aura frame to someone you care about. These are beautifully Wi-Fi connected digital picture frames that allow you to share and display unlimited photos of your memories with your mom, stepmom, a mentor, friend, uh, whatever it is in your life who might enjoy seeing photos from your life. Aura frames are the way to go. Judge, there's a very special mom in my life, Ms. Teresa Thorne. Yes. Uh, that's my wife and also a, a whole human being in her own right. Guess what's guess what's on her bedside table? Yes, that's right. You guessed it in one, an aura frame. <laughs> what I love about the aura frame is you don't have to load a bunch of stuff onto an SD card or whatever, like with the old digital frames. It is so easy to get the pictures on there. So like when Teresa texts me a cute picture of one of our children or our dog uh, or one of our siblings texts us a cute picture of one of them or one of their children, uh, all I have to do is hit that share button on my phone and I can share it right to the frame and then it lives there for as long as I want. I can also take it off whenever I want, but I don't even have to open the Aura Frames app, which is a great app. But I don't right. even have to go there. It just goes straight into wherever I want it, uh, whichever frame I want, or I have multiple aura frames in my house, or all of them. Uh, it is incredibly easy. That's why Wirecutter chose it as the best digital photo frame. That's why it's one of Oprah's favorite things. Uh, it is guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. Right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use the code Hodgman at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. The Judge John Hodgman podcast is also brought to you this week by Stitch Fix. You know that boost of confidence you get when you put on an outfit that just feels good? You know what that's like. That's what I get when I use Stitch Fix. With Stitch Fix, you get a human stylist, not AI, a human being who understands your style, size, and budget. They do all the shopping for you, and it's the easiest way to update your wardrobe this season or any other. This professional stylist picks the clothes. They can either send you a box where anything you don't want is unbelievably easy to return, or they can make a little storefront for you just from stuff that they recommend for your taste and your body. Uh, it is an absolutely incredible service. They give you styling advice, outfit recommendations, the whole thing soup to nuts. And like I said, if you don't want it, if you don't like it, it is unfathomably easy to send it back. They give you an envelope that's big enough that has the postage and the labels on it. All you have to do is shove the thing in there, close it up and drop it off at your local mailing center. It is that easy. Can I also say the stuff that my stylist at Stitch Fix picks for me? I really like it. Like, they know me. And it's really terrific. Plus, if you've got small people in your life, sadly, my small people are now adults shopping for themselves. But if you've got little kids, it's a terrific way to, to get togs for your kids. Style that makes you feel as you, as you want to look. Get started today at stitchfix.com slash J-J-H-O. That's stitchfix.com slash J-J-H-O. Stitch Fix dot com slash J J H O. Hi. 
This is Biz, and this is the final season of One Bad Mother, a comedy podcast about parenting. This is going to be a year of celebrating all that makes this podcast and this community magical. I'm so glad that I found your podcast. I just cannot thank you enough for just being the voice of reason as I'm trying to figure all of this out. Thank you, and cheers to your incredible show and the vision you had to provide this space for all of us. This is still a show about life after giving life. And yes, there will be swears. You can find us on MaximumFun.org. And as always, you are doing a great job. All right, class, tomorrow's exam will cover the science of perfect pitch, the history of pride flags and speedrunning video games. Any questions? Ah, yes, you in the back. Uh, what is this? It's the podcast, Let's Learn Everything where we learn about science and a bit of everything else. My name's Tom. I study cognitive and computer science, but I'll also be your teacher for intermediate emojis. My name's Caroline, and I did my master's in biodiversity conservation, and I'll be teaching you intro to things the British Museum stole. My name's Ella. I did a PhD in stem cell biology, so obviously I'll be teaching you the history of fan fiction. Class meets every other Thursday on Maximum Fun. So do I still get credit for this? (laughs) No. (laughs) Obviously not. No. It's a podcast. (laughs) Man, Judge Hodgman, I can't help but look around here and notice all the copper I could be tearing out of the walls. Oh, you go. You're you're welcome to the copper. Just don't, please don't touch my, uh, my collection of discarded, um, uh, Reese's peanut butter cup wrappers. Listen, not, why I'm not we... into the wrappers. The wrappers are garbage, obviously. I'm just talking about the little brown paper cups. I just need those for right. tiny coasters. Uh, I mean, I feel like we could compromise by just clearing the docket. Fair enough. Which of the 7,000 dockets that I have piled in my bathtub <laughs> would you like to clear? Here's something from Ben. My intention is not to buzz market, and I hope you'll hear me out. That's how he opens this thing. <laughs> My intention is not to buzz market, so I hope you'll hear me out. Listen, I'm not a con artist, and this isn't a scam. <laughs> Unfortunately, I am in London, and someone stole my wallet. My friend and co-worker John and I entered into a friendly $25 bet. My, over friend, whether... my friend and co-worker Reese's Peanut Butter Cups and I... <laughs> Over whether a grill series on the Weber line is called Performer or Perform A. For context, I'm getting married on July 14th, and this grill is a joint present from my loving family. John bet the money, saying the grill was known as the Performa. Knowing that it is currently, and I would argue accurately labeled Performer, on the company's website, I took the bet. However, John then found evidence to prove that the grill was once called the Performa. He would argue that he is, quote, not wrong, unquote, as it has been labeled Performa in the past. I argue that a product's current name is the official name of the product. Who is right? Who is wrong? Uh, I have to say the bet is off. No one owes anybody any money. It is uh, Ben is correct. But John is also correct in that he is not wrong. If indeed this thing was called the Performa, which would be strange because I did not know Weber Grills actually made Macintosh computers in the early 90s. But if it were called Performa, then he has every reasonable reason to believe that he is correct. 
uh, and uh, and certainly the fact that he has not kept up with the rebranding of the Weber Grill uh, label uh, should not be held against him. So no harm, no foul either way. Uh, enjoy your summertime cookout on uh, 20-year-old Macintosh computers. Oh, I'm going to enjoy my summer cookout on my Weber 2 Plus. Is that okay? Sure. It's a classic. Absolutely. I want to take this opportunity to do some buzz marketing for one of our MaximumFun.org podcast colleagues. Oh, please. That, that is Throwing Shade. This is one of my favorite shows on the Max Fun Network. I think it's one that Judge John Hodgman fans should give a listen to, and I think they would enjoy. Uh, it is the hilarious Aaron Gibson and Brian Safi, formerly of Current TV's Info Nation. I think it was called Info Nation, something or other. They were it was the, actually. They were it, the, was, it was called Info Nation. Infomania. That's what it was called. Infomania. Info, anyway, Infomania is what it was called. It was well known as the funny thing on Current, um, and uh, they basically go through the news of the week uh, as it pertains to matters of. Uh, broadly speaking, feminism and uh, and uh, LGBT rights, and then they just make a bunch of stupid and often very vulgar jokes about them, uh, but with a, with a good heart. And it is hilarious. Whether or not you care about the issues, <laughs> it's not always entirely clear whether they do. Um, it is one of the funniest things you'll ever listen to, and I really hope listeners to Judge Sean Hodgman will uh, give it a try. I absolutely and utterly concur. And I would like to give a shout-out to Braggy Seth. You may recall Braggy Seth uh, from our dispute between two performers uh, in the show War Horse, one of whom stole some pants from the other one. Braggy <laughs> Seth was the one who stole the pants. I ran into him. Uh, he introduced himself uh, to me in New York City the other day. Uh, and and made a big point of saying that he absolutely had returned the pants and he feels much better now that he has followed my wisdom, as you all will. If you only listen to me and do what I tell you to do, this society will thrive again. I promise you that, Americans. But <laughs> if thanks you for want- saying hi, Braggy Seth, and thanks for not being weird. If you want to submit a case for Judge John Hodgman, go to MaximumFun.org slash JJHO JJHO and you will therein find a handy-dandy form that will help you submit all of the parts of your uh, case and some outlining about uh, what, how to frame your case and who to talk to and all kinds of cool stuff. It is fun, it is easy, and we're always looking for your cases. So for you, for your mom, for your coworkers, send them to MaximumFun.org slash JJHo so they can submit a case there. We'll talk to you next time on the Judge John Hodgman podcast. I concur. The Judge John Hodgman Podcast is a production of MaximumFun.org. Our special thanks to all of the folks who donate to support the show and all of our shows at MaximumFun.org slash donate. The show is produced by Julia Smith and me, Jesse Thorne, and edited by Mark McConville. You can check out his podcast, Super Ego, in iTunes or online at GoSuperEgo.com. You can find John Hodgman online at AreasOfMyExpertise.com. If you have a case for Judge John Hodgman, go to MaximumFun.org slash J-J-H-O. If you have thoughts about the show, join the conversation on our forum at forum.maximumfun.org and our Facebook group at facebook.com slash Judge John Hodgman. We'll see you online and next time right here on the Judge John Hodgman podcast.